You're listening to PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast. This is episode 50. Today, we are going to talk about fitness athletes and how to manage them with, with my guest, Zina Hernandez, Doctor of Physical Therapy. Dr. Zina Hernandez received her bachelor's degree in physical therapy in St. Paul University, Philippines, and Doctor of Physical Therapy degree from the Utica College, New York. Zina has six years of clinical experience in different physical therapy settings. Currently, she specializes in treating orthopedic cases, functional fitness athletes, and Olympic weightlifters. She is the owner and operator of Good Reps Physical Therapy, a cash-based one-on-one physical therapy performance clinic located in the heart of Brooklyn, New York. Zina is passionate about health and wellness. She used to run half marathons until she discovered her love for marble sports through CrossFit. Currently, she trains and competes as a 49-kilogram Olympic weightlifter. In this episode, she talked about her experience in managing fitness athletes, how her experience in doing CrossFit and incurring injuries led her to be better and to better understand her clientele. She also shared her philosophies in better understanding or serving her clients from listening to their to, to their complaints, to their uh, stories, applying strength and conditioning principles, and to address certain beliefs. So now, take a listen. Welcome back to another episode of PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast, your weekly serving of insights, information, and inspiration from the experience and expertise of Filipino physical therapists. I am Johan De La Paz, your host. Let's go on with the show. So for today's episode, we are going to talk about management of fitness fitness athletes and to help us uh out with the uh with the topic is the owner and co-founder of good reps physical therapy in brooklyn new york dr zina hernandez physical therapist welcome to the show zina hi everyone i hope gutom kayong lahat <laughs> uh naman dyan sa, ano, okay. sa new york okay naman uh it's getting cold here um and obviously uh, the cases are rising in COVID. So we've been staying at home, keeping warm. Uh, really can't complain. Mm-hmm. Right. Even here in, in the West Coast, uh, the cases are rising. So I think there there's already a curfew that they implemented. So that's it. It's Right, right. So before we dive into the topic, I usually ask my guests uh, how they started in their physical therapy journey, uh, what made them choose physical therapy and what led them to where you're practicing right now. So what's your uh, PT story? Sure. Um, again, hello to everyone. My name is Zina Hernandez. Uh, I'm a practicing physical therapist here in New- uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I moved to the United States in 2014, and I started practicing as a licensed physical therapist uh, in 2015. So overall, I'm in, whoa, five years in, five years deep into my practice. Um, And like any good Filipino daughter, uh, I didn't want to go in the medical field, but I followed my parents' wishes. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up in with uh, as a physical therapist. Although um, from a very young age, I was really exposed to um, people with difficulties in movement. Uh, growing up, my, my grandfather was a hemiplegic. So mm-hmm. uh, I saw his struggles with movement. And at that time, um, he didn't get any, any physical therapy because we were so poor, but um so like getting into school and like learning about movement learning how we as physical therapists can help people like my grandpa um really motivated me to not only respect the profession but also get really good at it so nung nakita ko oh we can do something pala to to help people who really can't walk Mm -hmm. um who who have trouble going to the bathroom? I was like, this is amazing. I wish I wish alam ko. I wish I could turn back time. So, anyways, long story short, um, uh, I now own my own clinic in Brooklyn, and it wasn't sort of this big grand scheme of like, oh, I want to go to the states and I want to own a clinic. Parang ano siya, It it just happened that 
as I grew, as I evolved as a professional, my goals and my dreams also evolved as well. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry, Johan, <laughs> long, long answer. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, maganda yun because um, some people come in to the U.S. like they're they're, they're thinking that all right, I'll, I'll be a physical therapist and and uh, you know, some people would dream of becoming an an owner. So for you, when did it come to you na um? I wanted I, yeah, that you decided that I'm gonna start my own practice. What mm-hmm. was that that moment that I said, well, I would this is what I want. I wanted to start my own practice. So uh, when I moved here to the States, it was quite, I guess a big part of me was yearning for community and yearning for friends. It's kind of like um, I, I kind of miss the miss um socializing and that's kind of hard when you're you move to another country so I took up running um mm-hmm. and then I joined CrossFit in 2017 um and that's where I that's where I hurt myself mm-hmm. <laughs> I hurt myself <laughs> a lot through CrossFit um mm-hmm. and then I started going to a bunch of ortho physical therapists and at that time I was working in this bigger hospital institution in acute care. And I was just, I I was getting care, but it wasn't the care that I wanted as Mm -hmm. sort of like this active person. Like I was, I I was the worst patient too. I was like, well, how can I run more? Wait, I know it hurts, but I want to run more. And, or, or I know it's difficult for me right now to go overhead, but is there any way I could still keep exercising? And a lot of the times I would just get the answer of like, okay, you should just rest. And it it was hard for me. So I went into this like parang rabbit hole where I was like, I think we could do better. So I kind of followed these people who were kind of treating um, fitness athletes and which led me to, learning more about how to help athletes in general and also learning more about like creating a practice because a lot of the PTs that I that I admire who are doing the work were not um were not in network mm-hmm. all of them were cash based so from there I'm like oh okay I like this work uh-huh. I get to treat people one on one and they pay me cash Mm-hmm. And I get to have people move and still like, you know, use the barbell, still run, do races. I'm like, this is amazing. I want to do exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That, that was my journey. Oh, gotcha. So you mentioned that you started CrossFit and, and you had um, you had a lot of like injuries there. Um, how did this when cross when I heard CrossFit before as a, new physical therapist and I guess student that was we hear about the things that crossfitters do and 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 my friends would ask me okay mag start na crossfit and I was like parang marami kang parang hindi ata for you ang, ang crossfit kasi parang ang daming ako na yung injuries from there so how mm-hmm. did you how did you bridge that uh, as a physical therapist then then, then crossfit apanong um How would you explain that uh, to other people? That CrossFit, well, I mean, they injured Jen. Uh, mm-hmm. How would you how would you explain that to them that it can be performed or done safely and and na maayos naman na hindi naman talo dito na hindi ka naman magkakaroon ng injury na wala may injury. Yeah, I think you know it's a big part of it because is it is it it's such a new mo- mode of exercise, mm-hmm. high intensity right. barbell training. A, a big part of it was it was very intimidating for people right. who just see and let alone do right. Mm-hmm. So there comes the fear of like, okay, this is tom- something totally intense. Mm-hmm. When I run five minutes, I'm dying. How much more? Itong mga taong to ten to To 10 to 12 minutes, mm-hmm. five rounds nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, when we actually look at the data, if you look at data and compare injury rates of CrossFit athletes versus contact sports athletes, you mm-hmm. are more likely to get injured with contact sports. So mm-hmm. I think one, it's a per- perception issue. Mm-hmm. Do re- do people really get injured mm-hmm. as much as that we think they are mm-hmm. in CrossFit? I think we should look at data and mm-hmm. you know if you compare it to other sports it, it, it's a 
CrossFit has better rates. <laughs> mas maraming mas maraming na na hurt, mas maraming yung nagtutor yung ACL nila sa soccer, sa basketball versus um, you know, CrossFit. And mm-hmm. I, I guess it's perception. But mm-hmm. going back to me, mm-hmm. I think which I think we'll discuss later too in in when we talk about managing of the fitness athlete. Mm-hmm. I got hurt a lot mm-hmm. because I didn't have any athletic background. And mm-hmm. at that time, I didn't know how to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So I was just working out like crazy. And I, I guess, too, there's a big social part of it. Uh, remember, when I came here, I was very lonely. Uh-huh. So rather than, you know, resting, I was just like, I just want to work out seven days a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there was a big social component as to mm-hmm. what, why I was getting hurt. Mm-hmm. I think you did about um what do you call this advantage of CrossFit. It's what they're they're boasting is the community. Now you you get to uh, motivate yourself because nandun andaming andaming kang nakikita na they're they're pushing themselves and kung people around you are doing that, bakit hindi hindi ako di ba parang yes. So so I think you need nang magandaren when you're doing something like that with a lot of people. Na yeah. Motivated. And I think to us, as a fellow Filipino, alam mm-hmm. mo, mas masaya, mas mas marami, di ba? Hindi ka nag-iisa. Hindi ka nag-iisa. Alright, so that's when your uh, fitness journey started with with CrossFit and all. And and I guess, dun na rin yun, um, when you mentioned that, that kind of sparked your decision to start your own practice. So, mm-hmm. um, So dudsa let's go on now to the topic of like like fitness athletes managing fitness athletes but before that can, in on your in your own words how how would you describe what a fitness athlete is Well actually that's a really good question mm-hmm. um I I think I guess now mm-hmm. We look at anyone who's training, mm-hmm. who's trying to improve the physical ability as someone who's an athlete, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We have our nowadays we 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 have especially with the boom of the fitness industries, we have athletes who are just running and there's mm-hmm. even fitness workouts around running. So Menong mm-hmm. Kang Orange Theory running, pero may hit mga ganon. Uh, so yeah, right. you have you have multi modes of exercise sort of fit uh multi modes of exercise um that's geared towards improving physical fitness mm-hmm. some of them may be sports based like mm-hmm. for instance uh olympic weightlifting or mm-hmm. um or cycling mm-hmm. uh some of them maybe not multi mode uh mm-hmm. like crossfit mm-hmm. right Because I mean, for me, nung narinig ko yung term na fitness athlete, mm-hmm. parang um, these are people who are training like an athlete, even though they they don't have any like competitions to, yeah. to they, they follow a strict training regimen. You you mentioned uh, multimodal na na pwedeng iba iba yung um, types of exercise that they engage in. And then the goal is to be fit, and that's it. Diba? and and bonus na lang if they're gonna um compete in compete some ways or or in, in in terms of crossfit the crossfit game so that's nice so um managing fitness athletes what are when when we say fitness athletes what do we look at when we treat uh, fitness athletes anong difference mm-hmm. from other um, ortho or sports um, clientele or patients So I'm gonna I'm gonna I guess talk about this from mm-hmm. my I guess vantage point in mm-hmm. primarily because I see CrossFit athletes I mm-hmm. think in my experience I can best talk about CrossFit athletes and barbell okay. athletes and, mm-hmm. and and runners to an extent mm-hmm. um I guess also too a big part of why people call it fitness athletes because they don't want to just box themselves towards CrossFit athletes. They still right. want to see people who are doing high intensity mm-hmm. and dumbbell stuff. Um, right. uh, so 
so anyways, uh, what are the, or what are special considerations you, mm-hmm. you, were, you were asking? Right, right. Uh, I guess the biggest special consideration is like with any patient or client we see, we always have to ask, what are their goals? Mm-hmm. Now, this is coming from someone who was, again, at, my biggest goal was when I got hurt, I didn't care that I was in pain. Mm-hmm. I cared whether or not I can work out with my friends. And I think as physical therapists, especially um, PTs back at home, we have to take a look at what our our patients' goals are and our treatment should be matching uh, what, our, what, what our patients' goals are. Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, my patients who I see uh, who are fitness athletes, who are active in CrossFit, oftentimes what I, what they need from me is not only pain management, not mm-hmm. only PT exercise, but also they would ask about uh, what are other alternatives for uh, their current training uh, in terms of how can they still continue to train, what mm-hmm. are movements are available to them um, while they're healing, while they're rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's big. Right. It's important to for them to uh, what do you call it? Still continue their training and not like put the put the training and uh, like pause for a while. So how do you how how, how do you um, uh, what do you call this bridge or provide them the alternatives to 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 the exercises that is somewhat like painful for them do you ask them do you ask them the what moves they do in their gym yeah Uh exactly Uh exactly like that so like um and you know i want to give concrete actionable recommendations for everyone back at home and Mm -hmm. whoever's listening to their podcast right you want to approach it as like how you would approach any physical therapy patient Mm -hmm. one you assess their activity needs anong kailangan nila in order to complete their activity like for instance we'll, we'll do a really simple simple example they need to get up the stairs without pain mm-hmm. right they would need good amount of dorsiflexion knee flexion and then you know that extension right mm-hmm. for instance masakit yung tuhod nila they mm-hmm. have knee pain when going up the stairs. So now you know these are the needed these are the needed things for them to have in order for them to go up the stairs but they don't have it right now that you found that nakita mo during your evaluation. But mm-hmm. they still need to do the stairs because they need to go to work. Right. So you give them instead of masakit yung tuhod, you give them a hip strategy. You're mm-hmm. like, ah, masakit tuhod mo. So sige, kung, kung, if you go upstairs, try putting more weight on your heel and mm-hmm. really push using your heel so they, they use more of their hips rather than their knee. And that, you know, that should give them pain relief. But while doing that, right, you gave them more options and mm-hmm. you gave them a way on how to get up the stairs without hurting themselves while you're getting that knee, let's say it's quad tendinopathy, while you're treating that quad, while you're treating that tendon. Mm-hmm. Same thing with fitness athletes. You assess their needs. If they need to, let's say, put a barbell over their head mm-hmm. and they can't do it. Let's say they have some sort of like imp- uh, closing angle sensitivity. Ow, every time. So right now this angle is sensitive, full flexion. Okay, you need to get stronger here or desensitize this area. While we're doing that, you can still press, maybe not here. Oh, sorry. Maybe not full flexion. Maybe about what? Instead of 180, about maybe 90. Maybe do our horizontal press because that's still pressing and they're not going to get deconditioned. They're going to be happier because they're going to be like, oh, wow. Alam niya. Uh-huh. She gave me more options and she actually values what I value. Right. So I think, you know, assess, the, assess what needs 
what what's the capacity needs mm-hmm. um, and then expose movement alternatives because there's mm-hmm. always another way to complete a task mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating because you're in that uh, what do you call it in that line you're doing crossfit and you're treating crossfit uh, athletes or, or fitness athletes but for someone who has no idea of the world of CrossFit, how would someone have that, like think of that out of the box, that alternative to a, a patient who has injured, let's say, the shoulder and, and give alternatives kung hindi naman siya masyadong familiar dun sa mga movements ng, 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 yeah. uh, ng, ng CrossFit athletes or, or, or fitness athletes. That's a really good point. So mm-hmm. another thing about when you manage... Uh, a lot of these fitness athletes, mm. in order for them to trust you and in order for you to be successful in, in treating them, you have to gain their trust. And mm-hmm. usually you gain their trust when they see you suffering with them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if, if, you, if you do the thing, uh-huh. they're going to be like, oh, she's one of us. Alam niya. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Alam niya kung, kung ano kahirap ang pinagdadaanan ko. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but if you don't and, you know, CrossFit's not your thing, a lot of information out there is available. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's, it's application. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also, I think it's hard for us PTs, mm-hmm. especially if you're trained back home. A mm-hmm. lot of our training we're lacking in, at least for my part, when mm-hmm. back, back in the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't come from a sports science background. Kasi. Mm-hmm. So I think where I really had to study and learn is, mm-hmm. is to really sharpen my tools when it comes to strength and conditioning principles. Mm-hmm. So I would highly suggest... Um, uh, students and people back home to, you know, not only um, be, I guess, uh, you have to be good at PT for sure. But mm-hmm. if you're going to be treating fitness athletes, you have to be familiar at least with strength and conditioning principles. Mm-hmm. Move uh, and and because uh, c- once you're more familiar with with strength conditioning pr- principles, you can apply those principles across the board. Right. So not necessarily, oh, ito yung exercise pag, ito yung masakit. It's mm-hmm. more so, what are the principles behind this type of movement and behind this type of loading? Mm-hmm. How can I play around with distribution of force? How can I play around with the body's lever system mm-hmm. so that I get to s- still work on the adaptations that I want as an athlete or as a provider trying to, um, I guess, uh, create these this environment for said adaptations. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! Uh, uh, when you when you mentioned the lever system, I was like, so this man nakikinig this it dito papasok in kinesiology niyo. So exactly because <laughs> like, like when we're students, para sa napan yung mga gatong lever system, eh, eh tao naman yung anaskalsuin natin, hindi naman natin uh, isipin yung mga like fulcrum and stuff. Pero when you exactly. <laughs> when you go into that line of work and modifying your exercises, you're going to think about that. Eh? You would consider that in loading and stuff. So, so um, you, you mentioned touching on uh, strength and conditioning. So what were the, the things that you did or, or uh, to, to somehow, well, aside from being in the CrossFit, to somehow learn more or bridge that um, rehab thinking to a more uh, strength and conditioning principles and philosophy. So So there are many models as to how to treat the the fitness athletes. Some PTs here in the States, I see them being the one go-to person. Sila lahat. Nutritionist, sila lahat. Mm-hmm. Coach, sila lahat. PT, sila lahat. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I'm like, grabe sila. Uh-huh. <laughs> As a PT who's had majority of my training in a hospital, mm-hmm. I always like the multi-team approach, the mm-hmm. multi 
person approach where I get the input of, of a nutritionist, I get the input of a physician. In this mm-hmm. case, I get the input of their coach. Mm-hmm. So I always believe that two heads are better than one. And how I've learned is actually being really open to discussing what are what I think may be appropriate for an athlete and discussing that with their coach. So mm-hmm. a lot of my learning was not only through reading because reading can only get you so far. It's very different when you actually talk to people who've mm-hmm. been doing the thing for like 20 years and right. those people are the gold mines. I bet you yung mga, yung mga coaches sa, sa Pilipinas, yung, yung mga coach, ang rami nilang movement alternatives and I mm-hmm. think as PTs, we can really bridge the gap when we form collaborations with the people that these athletes already trust. So I think for me, especially in my practice, um, having that team collaboration and fostering that environment where like, okay, open ka, oh, oh, ikaw yung expert sa rehab, pero I, I'm not going to be the expert in these, like, in, in, the, in, in programming, mm-hmm. right? I I know someone else is going to be better at it than me. And who better to ask than their coach? Right. So I think, you know, Pilipinas uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> tap, tap to your coaches, like make friends. And, you know, I, I guess it's also making community as well. Like mm-hmm. we're effective as physical therapists when we're, when we're part of that community and we're, you know, when people know that we're there to help them move more. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you, the frustration of patients with physical therapists, when they see physical therapists for injuries, but um, we, 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 uh, but, um, we forget that these are, people who still want to continue doing stuff uh, and and we're just giving them um, siguro subpar uh, exercises na sobrang dali na na hindi na appropriate sa kanila pero the thinking is that that for for that case ito muna dapat parang ito for some cases ganun talaga pero for for uh clientele like fitness athletes iba dapat ang approach eh, no so you have to see that these are highly functional uh, highly able no highly able uh, people that needs a very specific uh, type of exercises na we have to go out of our heads and in giving them that appropriate um, exercises so for so 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 practice mo what are the common things that you've handled or seen or like types of um, injuries or conditions that you've seen in your practice? Mm-hmm. Oh, but before I, I answer your question, I think you made such a solid point. Mm-hmm. Well, I think which is a very important consideration when, tre- when treating um, a fit- the fitness athlete. And mm-hmm. it's all about preparing these people for their sport. So mm-hmm. when we do our capacity capacity assessment. Anong kailangan nilang gawin in order for them to lift 150 pounds off the ground onto their overhead? Do we have to ask ourselves the question, nagred teraban on your side, 10 reps times three sets. Okay na ba yan? We always have to ask, right? It may be appropriate pag super acute sila, pag super sensitive, then they can't really lift their head, hands over their head. But then what is the next progression for that? How do we prepare that joint? How do we prepare that tendon to uh, accept the load and the mm-hmm. demands of their sport? And I think one principle that's really, really important that we, I, you know, I really adhere to as a practitioner is just graded exposure. So graded exposure is this idea now you have to, and you look at how acute a person is right or let's say how acute a joint is sobrang acute yung let, let's say yung shoulder ni person a that they can't go overhead so you start uh start sort of um addressing pain first so you do a lot of isometrics nothing overhead but then you gradually as their symptoms as their irritability goes down you gradually move them up and up and up and you know you monitor 
Mm-hmm. Uh, okay na, alam mo, maskulado si Tito, maskulada mm-hmm. si Tita, mm-hmm. right? Mga two weeks siguro nagteraban kayo. Maybe you can go dumbbell. Mm-hmm. Dumbbell in a different range. Mm-hmm. Si, si Tita, tapos okay na. Okay uh-huh. na siya sa 90 degrees. Maybe you can do horizontal pressing, mm-hmm. diagonal pressing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, parang, uh, I guess, graded siya in a sense that you're monitoring the patient, right? With, with oh, how is it to, how is it now? How is it two days after? Oh, you, you're responding well. Okay, we can load and load and load and load and load. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really underloading a lot of our fitness athletes. And it's no surprise that they come back and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did the TheraBand and it never worked. Mm-hmm. Because how how can it work when you only did it at a plane and mm-hmm. at a range that was nowhere near overhead? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a solid point you 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 made there, and and thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I think with us, hang na isip we're physical therapists. natin, we give them safe exercises and once their pain is gone bahala ka na <laughs> sa, okay ka na sa coach ka na or balik ka na sa ano bahala ka na siya <laughs> I did my part or parang ganun pero uh, we forget na it, it's also part of our practice that we help them prevent that from recurring so what are the things that like when you said that the yung upgraded um, exposure Um, I think that would also teach them that these are the available ranges that I can safely do if you if you do it and in you and you monitor them as a physical therapist at least you find out what are the different movements that would trigger the, the pain and, and yep. would also like uh, teach them like these are the safe words and, and not like have some fear build some fear of the movement. Exactly. And that's what we do as physical therapists. We foster um, self-efficacy. Mm-hmm. We foster confidence. And mm-hmm. especially with athletes, you don't want that athlete to come back to export not confident. If mm-hmm. they're not confident, na, oh, kaya to ng tuhod ko, mm-hmm. then I don't think we, we should discharge the patient. That's not a successful plan of care. Kung hindi, kung walang sakit, pero that patient is not comfortable in jumping and they need to jump 50 times kasi nag-orange theory sila. And, you know, uh, for people back at home, orange theory is a, a high-intensity interval training um, workout class here sa States. Mm-hmm. But kung, kung hindi nila kaya na mag, uh, to jump, then, you know, we, it's not a complete plan of care, in my, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a good philosophy. That you you have to really get into what the, the the patient is telling you and what the activities they have to uh, to to perform outside your therapy. Pero that's uh, addressing the fear. Pero how, how do you address the man if the patient is super confident? Now I think I can do things uh, during the the rehab session. How do you explain that to the the patient, na man? That's the hard part. So you mm. always get the spectrum. Uh-huh. Uh, si, si Tito, na takot na takot. Mm-hmm. So, and that's part of our skill set too, is mm-hmm. how do we create or um, communicate uh, the same principles to a to- two totally different patients? Mm-hmm. And, and that's where our skill sets come in. And, and that's mm-hmm. where the, that soft skill comes in, mm-hmm. where you're, you're fine-tuning your communication Mm-hmm. Uh, you find you're critically thinking of what then is the recommendations for this patient. And mm-hmm. mind you, they can have the same thing. Oh, rotator cuff, 
tendinitis or mm-hmm. rotator cuff tendinitis. Mm-hmm. Pero different levels of activities, therefore mm-hmm. different levels of recommendation. And mm-hmm. that's what we're paid for to critically right. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you, you suspect to Tito and uh, you want to push it because they're probably he still has that notion that no pain, no gain. But I, I have to push it. I have to push it. So what's your what's your spill dun sa mga ganong mga uh, uh, center clients that you encounter? Oh. Really like no, no I, I understand it's painful, but I can do it. I can still do it. I can push it. I can push my body. I know my body. <laughs> ang rame, ang rame, ang rame kong titos and titas na ganyan. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's as simple as showing them what they can achieve right now. And uh-huh. typically, let's say for instance, si Tito na na masakit yung likod pero nagde-deadlift 500 pounds. I would ask them to do a single leg bridge for 30 seconds. Uh-huh. Hindi kaya ni Tito. Uh-huh. Eh sabi ko, you see, wala, hindi mo kaya. We'll talk again at kaya mo. Or mm-hmm. nothing absolute like that, but mm-hmm. something like that. You show them that, okay, in terms of capacity, right now your back or glutes doesn't have that endurance, mm-hmm. right? When we're, when we're doing, a, let's say, a single leg bridge, not only are we looking for hip stability, but we're also looking for like our back extensor endurance. And if, mm-hmm. you're, if that person is symptomatic there, That's a good way to show, oh, di pa tayo ready. So bring it back to, okay, th- these are my clinical findings. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's, uh, who's trained mm-hmm. to uh, assess what mm-hmm. your needs are going to be, I don't think we're there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, and it's all about, I guess, also proposing a plan for them. Mm-hmm. So you can't be like, okay, hindi mo kaya, bye-bye. Uh-huh. Diba? Parang, you can't end there. Mm-hmm. You have to sort of, again, provide a plan for that person. Because mm-hmm. it's not enough that, oh, just avoid that. That's a, that's a big problem. And that's where we get non-compliance. That's where we get people who don't come back to us because we just said no. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and again, we have to ask ourselves, how do we help people get to their goals? Mm-hmm. Provide a plan. Mm-hmm. So very important talaga sa ganyan line of work yung, yung patient education and collaboration with the patient as well. Kung ano talaga yung goal niya for, for that um, particular session or particular time na he is seeing you. So, well, uh, we've been talking about like mostly like treatment um uh do you see uh clients or, or patients just because they are in crossfit i mean walang wala wala silang injury they just see you for fine tuning do you have patients like that so how, how do you handle do. that um yes i do I actually mm-hmm. offer a sort of like um prehab almost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. parang joint um joint health sort of thing so right. um it's mostly a mobility program to make mm-hmm. sure that they do have the prerequisites for mm-hmm. let's say full barbell movement so mm-hmm. i specialize in treating my my biggest specialty is treating olympic weightlifters wow okay so i do offer them those sessions and i do offer uh uh shoulder health Uh, program i have i have a lower back program and mm-hmm. i also have a knee program mm-hmm. Na- natutuwa ako when i hear those things say um it's because it's another business model or another model of care for physical therapy um because we we're very familiar and and know that physical therapists treat injuries but we we seldom look at at prehab and maintenance of mm-hmm. of patients or clients and having heard that nakakatawa like I think um, a lot of physical therapists would uh, think about that now that they can offer those things uh, um, mm-hmm. it's like more more of a concierge service yeah right 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 so you're you're seeing them before their competition during injury and after uh, after competition like 
for recovery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, going back to this question, Karina, what are the types of um, conditions that you see uh, in your clients mm-hmm. or, or your clientele? It's interesting that um, there's a lot of studies about the incidence of shoulder injuries in CrossFit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's so funny that I, I am not seeing any shoulder really? injuries really? right now this year. I'm mm-hmm. like, what has everyone been doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I'm seeing currently, I'm seeing a lot of, of patients with uh, lower back injuries. And mm-hmm. I think that's also stemming from um, us being on, sedentary more than before and i think that's a consequence of covid Mm -hmm. i'm seeing a lot of um issues with patients with neck neck issues as well and i think again it's everyone being on their screen right now like Mm -hmm. we are right (laughs) um because of covid so i think it's just too many zoom meetings and especially for us here in new york we walk a lot every day Mm-hmm. And that has changed dramatically since COVID. And uh, you're always taking it in an Uber or, or, or train. People are not going, not, people not going. Are not going to their office. Yeah. Uh-huh. People. So everyone's working from home now. So mm-hmm. there's, there's no reason to, I guess, commute, right. which is really sad. It's, it, <sighs> it's, it's not only good for people. It's not, it's not good for people you know, like it's not good for people to be not moving in general, mm-hmm. but it's also not good for them mentally. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we've uh, been talking about the managing of fitness athletes um, and you mentioned some like principles earlier, like graded exposure and, and stuff like that. Um, what other uh, principles do you usually like go to uh, when you when you when you treat or see uh, fitness athletes or CrossFit athletes? Mm-hmm. So I would typically the number one thing I do mm-hmm. is manage the, their load, mm-hmm. and by load I mean we take a look at how much training they do. So if they're a runner, I take a look at their mileage. Uh-huh. I, I take a look at their acute to chronic ratios. Um, if they're a weightlifter, sometimes I would go even and take a look at their tonnage. So uh-huh. for the for students back home, um, if we're looking at why people are getting injured, it's typically when we do two things too fast, too soon. Uh-huh. It's typically when we lift too heavy too much with not enough rest. And I think especially for, you know, for the athletes that we have, I think that's our biggest bottom line. Mm -hmm. Did they overload the system and the system can't cope anymore? So as a physical therapist, it's our job to at least uh, advise people on how to safely not only give them more movement options and movement alternative uh, alternatives, but also look at their load. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'll give you a specific example. For okay. instance, you have uh, si Tito. <laughs> Ang namin natin Tito, no? <laughs> si Tito, runner. Mm-hmm. Every week, yung mileage niya 10 miles. 10 miles, 10 miles, 10 miles. Tapos, si Tito na-stress. Nag-break sila ni Tita. Mm-hmm. So, one day, Saturday, naiyak na iyak si Tito mo. He ran 20 miles on one day. Uh, 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 for the week. Mm-hmm. For the week. So, you have a mileage of 10, 10, 10, 10. And boom! There's an acute spike in mileage. Mm-hmm. And now, Tito's knee hurt. Mm-hmm. And then, that client comes in in your clinic and you're like, Oh, yung, yung glute mid mo weak. And I'm like, wait, you didn't listen to Tito's story. Uh-huh. Si Tito mo, 10 miles, 10 miles, 10 miles, 10 miles. He's always running 10 miles. And he did an acute spike in training, uh-huh. which would overload tissues, uh-huh. which will then 
cause tissue irritation, which will cause pain on his knee. Uh-huh. So I think us sort of looking, sort of, especially especially for athletes, looking at their load, how much loading they're 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 getting, if and if there's any acute spikes that they that might have happened, which may have caused them their injury, uh-huh. and counseling them that like, okay, Tito. When we go back to running, let's not go back to 10 miles first. Let's, let's gradually create that exposure again. Mm-hmm. Let's, go, let's go do a run-walk program. Phase one, three minutes on, one minute off, two to four sets. And then gradually progress them mm-hmm. from there. But at that, at that time, or if Tito's okay, let's you're like, oh, Tito, don't hit 10 miles. Ha. Three miles on tayo this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're doing okay, Tito? Okay, okay. Three miles, okay, tayo. Okay, let's go to not, not, not random. Four mm-hmm. miles the following week. So mm-hmm. you manage their load. And especially, let's say, si Tito. So same Tito, ha? Sorry, I hope everyone's following. <laughs> but anyway, same Tito who mm-hmm. got injured at 20 miles. Mm-hmm. Let's say si Tito, symptomatic only at eight miles. Mm-hmm. You tell Tito, okay, don't run more than don't run more than eight miles. Mm-hmm. Really? We can keep the load. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. now you listen to his story, and he's like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, my knee starts hurting only at eight miles, and you're like, okay, you can do a sub maximal threshold. Mm-hmm. at eight. Mm-hmm. I'll do five. Mm-hmm. Anything below eight, whatever you think is appropriate for him right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. manage their load. Uh-huh. Listen to and look for any acute spikes in their load. That's the first thing I I I, I counsel people on. Mm-hmm. And and that's our first line of defense. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. What is the load? What are their training days? What's their training volume? Mm-hmm. It's it's funny when you're telling the uh the story of Tito, my my <laughs> my area PT mind was like uh, oh, Tito is uh, Tito is uh, symptoms comes out at eight miles. Uh, okay, uh, Tito, maglakad ka na lang muna. <laughs> Get off from from running for a while and see if you can do it. Parang when uh, listening to you, parang magkaiba nga talaga yung if you're ibang mindset, ibang mindset. Because I'm in like Jerry Jerry background and like always thinking of safety. <laughs> na, oh, 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 may oh. injury ka ngayon, eight miles. Hindi, magkita na lang muna. <laughs> oh, yon. I think that's a big thing too. Yung mm. yung yung mindset when when and like what you you mentioned it earlier. You made such an uh, eloquent point where it's like when we think about these people, they're high mm-hmm. level, high mm-hmm. functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like I had an, uh, a patient recently. I changed my. Um, uh, population now. I, I'm seeing more adult patients, and I've, I'm I'm seeing more ortho cases now. And mm-hmm. one of my patients is very active, very functional. Tapos he has um, a, a Baker cyst. Tapos mm-hmm. he's still able to walk. He's still able to um, like brisk walk, jog, and stuff. Ang mahirap talaga siya is when he does like deep squats or or. Yeah, like burpees and stuff, and and my geria mind was having trouble <laughs> giving him um a more appropriate exercise because I was like thinking, okay, planar movements, <laughs> knee flexion, knee oh. flexion, hip flexion. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, uh, so ibali talaga. If you're in that line of work, you really have to get into the minds of your clients. There should there there would be some adjusting for if you're from a different setting, pero. You, uh, the bottom line is you, you have to know your population and uh, you, you, you have to know what they're doing and what activities they still want to continue. Oh, actually, I would like um, not just know your population, know your patients mm-hmm. and what's important to them because some mm-hmm. people are okay too. Like, oh, you know what? I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay taking off. What okay. are your... What are what's the best practice? What are your current recommendations? And mm-hmm. to to be honest, my best practice is to keep them moving. Because mm-hmm. pag decondition pag sila, when they go back, they're not going to do well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a certain level of fitness you want them to keep. 
right. and happy people are not don't have sick bones no don't have sick tendons and you know that's all in that sort of like that biopsychosocial model that we now adapt where we're not only looking at pain as this sort of biomechanical thing we're also looking at people's um, well-being social aspects and and taking that into consideration big thing now yeah we really look at the person as a whole Um, oh yeah and we, we you mentioned about your philosophies and principles in treatment what as a physical therapist ano naman ang nasa toolbox mo when you see um, fitness athletes I, I, we don't like we don't want to like say that ito talaga pero for you what are your go-to uh, tools when you treat uh, fitness athletes mm. I guess uh, who, I forgot which physical therapist, uh, which continuing ed course mm-hmm. I I took, but physio detective Anthony mm-hmm. Lowe. Mm-hmm. Anthony Lowe was like, I don't like the word word toolbox because mm-hmm. it implies that we fix things, right? Oh, okay. yeah, and that we and that we we fix people, and mm-hmm. it got me really thinking hard about you know, parang natikena ba. Oh, oh my God! Parang ang deep, and then it led me to ask myself too, like, what is really my role when people get injured? Like, yeah. do I fix things for them? Yeah. Do have I been successful in doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, when I propose myself as that person, where I come, I fix you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think because I've adapted that model, like mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I'll fix you. I'll find the root cause, and well, I'll, I, <laughs> I'll find the root cause. And mm-hmm. you know, I did that for a couple of years, to be honest, and I didn't get any good results. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as successful in my practice in helping people, mm-hmm. and I, I learned a lot. And mm-hmm. what I found. Is that we? I, I don't fix people. Mm-hmm. I I facilitate change. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a change in behavior, whether that's a change in behavior and habits, and or that's a change in tissue, specific adaptations, hypertrophy, tissue resilience. I facilitate things. Mm-hmm. So I guess as a facilitator, mm-hmm. facilitator, as a facilitator, I think our biggest, well, my biggest tool is education and mm-hmm. and creating this environment, this healing environment. I'm not saying healing, but oh, okay, tayo. like hippie. <laughs> oh, but mm-hmm. this, how can I create an environment where that's conducive to healing? Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is so much education. Mm-hmm. Pagod okay. ako sa education. No, actually. Mas, mas haggard education. ako sa education. Right. Haggard ako sa education. <laughs> I-reformat ko yung question na hindi ko na gagamitin yung toolbox. No, 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 no. No, no, I think, no, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. And, and remember, you. I, this is me and these are uh-huh. my own personal experiences and mm-hmm. And I guess how, as a clinician, where I am now in terms of how I practice. And there's there's no nothing wrong with being a fixer. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of people are very good at fixing things. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at fixing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at, I found that I wasn't good when I said, I'm going to fix you. Mm-hmm. I found I was better when I was like, okay, let's go on this healing journey. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Pero you made a great point when you say that we are kasi nandun lagi tayo when you say treatment parang oh, na, they will see us so that we can treat them and cure them and fix them so parang wording is really important eh, when, and also like if you're gonna think about toolbox maganda rin yung point mo na we, we're not there to fix them but to facilitate change and and let them be in charge of their health and recovery 
sa maganda. Gagamitin ko spill yan. <laughs> no, so to. And then, we blame people when they're like, patient non-compliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sabi mo, bakit patient non-compliant? Mm-hmm. Eh, sabi mo, ikaw yung bahala eh. Ako bahala mm-hmm. sa'yo. Mm-hmm. What do, pag sinabi mo yan, anong sasabihin nila? Well, andito lang ako. I'll just rest and digest. And mm-hmm. they don't become an active participant. When we know we're successful, when mm-hmm. we foster self-efficacy, and mm. independence. That's a successful plan of care. Mm, okay. Maganda yan. Sa mga tito dyan. I will make that a part of my spiel sa aking evaluation. <laughs> so I'm just... Sa mga tito dyan. ...to change. <laughs> Oo nga. Kasi we're also perpetuating, as physical therapists, we're also perpetuating that mindset sa patient natin that we are here to fix them. Kaya they are sometimes frustrated na bakit yung physical therapist nila marami lang dada or marami lang kwento or maraming salita imbis na maraming ganyan. Pero um, if at evaluation pa lang na nasabi na natin that we're not there to fix you, fix na we're there na okay, pag, wala, pag tapos mo ng physical therapy, wala ka ng sakit. Parang ganon. <laughs> like, miracle hands. Parang ganon. So if we... Oh. If, <laughs> if, kung kung ganun ang notion nila kailangan natin ma-break na you as a patient we are here as your facilitator we will help you through this amagam ganin sa mo healing journey ang ganda yan <laughs> sakay na no tara na <laughs> so so yeah ang ganda yan uh, the conducive healing um, atmosphere uh, for the patient and what other words or, or things that you can share or advice to students, physical therapists, or other PTs that would want to go into this world treating fitness athletes? I think as PTs, mm-hmm. uh, I think my biggest advice is to ask better questions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with with things that are very dogmatic mm-hmm. i think we should always ask ourselves does this make sense mm-hmm. um in terms of especially in terms of treatment um i think in a lot of ways uh uh like there's this shift that needs to happen in our profession especially back home mm-hmm. Like, uh, and that's why, like, a lot of people are like, hindi kami manghihilot, hindi kami manghihilot. Mm-hmm. There's that sh- that shift where we need to pro- poise ourselves as not just movement experts, but people who are actually great facilitators in creating amaz- an amazing impact in people's lives. So I think that can happen if we all we ask better questions as as clinicians, uh, as students who are always critically thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I think that will also facilitate creativity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, one of the my one of my favorite physical therapists uh, that I really look up to here always says Dr. Jared Boyd, um, oh. he would say, would say principles over methods. If I, if I teach you one technique, you're only going to know one technique, but if you know the principle behind that technique, especially we just talked about it, right? If you know the, the, the principle behind that te- technique, you'll have so many solutions for people who have, you know, multiple issues and I guess when I say solutions you'll have multiple approaches multiple I guess environments that you can give to this person so that they would heal Mm -hmm. and they would move and they would have a better life Mm -hmm. I love that principle so over method you can apply that to anyone uh, for example set set mind shoulder injury or rotator cuff tendinitis, ito lahat lang bibigay ko. With that, you can do a lot of different varying um, um, exercise or program for, for patients with that in mind. That's good. And, and ask better questions. 
not just um, asking your patients, but asking in, in general, na what are the things that you need to learn to, to help uh, better the, the care of your patients. Right. So um, uh, with, with uh, conversation, I pick up. I was like writing down some principles, and, and I'm sure the listeners have um, learned a lot from our conversation, and they would want to learn more as well. Sa kanilang practice. Um, I I just before I let you go, I just have like my three last bites, my three last questions for you. Um. But before I, 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 I go there, if they if the listeners would want to connect with you, is that okay? Yeah. Of course. Uh, uh, where they can, where can they reach you? Yeah, like social media oh. or, or email. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can follow us at Good Reps. That's mm-hmm. Good R E P S Physical Therapy. Uh, on Instagram, Good Reps Physical Therapy on Instagram. They can email me. My full name is Zena, Z-E-E-N-A, at goodrepspt.com. Um, I won't give anyone my phone number. <laughs> so my yeah. wife will get angry. <laughs> <laughs> so follow them on uh, Instagram, and you can email Zena there. I'm going to post that in our description, uh, episode description. All right. Um, yeah, so my last questions, my three last bites. Uh, first one, if your life is so, this this question is I, I'm on my, on my fifth season already, and uh, because of the title of PT Meal podcast. So, my first question is if your life, life is a dish, what kind of dish? <laughs> is it and why? If my life was a dish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ano siya? Um, kung, ang colorful ng buhay ko kasi. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, para ano siya? Um, parang sushi. Sushi? What what type of sushi? Mayroon bang specific may, sushi? Wala naman. Pero yung may crunchy outside. Tapos uh-huh. merong kanin. Tapos merong wasabi, medyo maanghang sa gitna. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tapos may savory na fish. So there's a lot of layers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of layers, a lot of uh, textures. Textures. Alright, sushi. That's good. <laughs> Alright, second That's question. Terrible. <laughs> That's, you're so nice. You're so terrible. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's your life. <laughs> That's how you do it. Right again. No, no right or wrong answers. This is the last question. <laughs> All right. My second one is, what is your recipe for success? Oh, yung grabe, ha? <laughs> On brand. I love oh, yeah. it. <laughs> ko, Always. Fifty so na, pero ngayon ko lang naisip to. Pero, okay, go. On brand. On uh, brand. Ang galing. Ang galing. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Solid to. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, cliche, pero hard work. Mm-hmm. Dapat relentless ka. Mm-hmm. Relentless in the pursuit of being good. Um, and, and, and that takes a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying like, oh, break your back. But the, the hard work where you're really reevaluating whether, okay, tama ba to? Am I doing the right thing? Or... Again, in going back to those questions. Um, so do the hard work if, to really get to know what, what your role in life is <laughs> or as a PT. Um, and I guess also uh, being open to possibilities. I guess, and I don't know if this is applicable to everyone. And I think it's that in my experience, that was, I'm very fortunate uh, sobrang lucky ko na I was just parang okay I'll follow I'll I'll follow whatever sort of comes my way mm-hmm. and being open led me to 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 this and I'm, I'm not saying I'm successful or anything but um at least I'm I'm very happy I'm I'm very happy with where I am and and, and where my practice is and and my mom's happy too kasi piti ako so <laughs> At least yun, yung success yun. 
Success yun. Success yun. <laughs> Alright, so hard work and being open to possibilities. Similar din yun sa principle ko when, when, when I talk to some of the students na I, I told them that even though you don't have a goal, just be open to opportunities that, that come your way and also open yourself up to, so that you have a lot of options. Kung wala kang man lang, wala kang like concrete plan, at least you're open to things that come your way. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. All right. Third question, third and last question. Again, branding pa rin, Mail. So what are the three ingredients that make up Zina Hernandez? It may be a philosophy, a motto, a event in your life, a characteristic. So what makes up Zina? <laughs> so good. Um, like ingredients, so ingredients. good. <laughs> um... I guess the biggest where I am where I am today because of my mom. Yung you I guess you know I like what I told you I grew I grew up really poor. Yung nanayko when she started she had to work abroad. She was a domestic helper and you know yung usual story na parang anak ng anak ng ano ng anak ng OFW. Uh, yeah, so like. I would never be where I am today. I wouldn't think the way I think today. I wouldn't work as hard as I do if I didn't see that example that was set by my mother. I, I think that was the biggest ingredient. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> Two more? Three ingredients there. Second, uh, I guess... <laughs> Ano ba yung pagkain? <laughs> What are the three ingredients that make up here? Parang, parang um, if you remember the Power of Puff Girls, sugar, spice. Oh, and... so I spend everything nice. Oh, Pwede yun na lang. Pwede yun yung answer. Pero pagkain, if I don't eat, I'm very uh-huh. cranky. You won't like me. <laughs> okay. And coffee. Yun. Yun. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Your mom, as an inspiration of For, for becoming who you are, but kain at, at coffee to become relentless and for hard work. That's good. My connection, Marin. <laughs> All right. Ayong asawa ko, baka magalit. Ayong, of course. <laughs> okay, so again, thank you very much for uh, the time for sharing with us your, your journey, your experience in, in managing fitness athletes. And I want to um, acknowledge you for for Uh, sharing your knowledge with us uh, with other physical therapists so that they can be like, successful in the path that we choose that they may choose and thank you again and there you have it I hope you have picked up some good advice from Zina and her experience in managing fitness athletes and uh, if you haven't subscribed to the uh, podcast yet uh, go on and click follow and, and whatever app uh, streaming app that you're listening uh, at Apple or Spotify you can follow the podcast Facebook page and Instagram page as well at PT Meal Podcast and if you have any suggestions or any feedback you can email me at PT Meal Podcast at Gmail or send me a direct message private message in those Um, social media accounts as well. So, uh, see you next episode.